0: Covering sports today on Scribble.
1: Welcome to Scribble. 30 minutes of conversation, comments, and reviews on reading and writing, editing, publishing, and selling books. I'm Rebecca Wee.
0: And I'm Don Wooten. Covering sports is a demanding job. It's also Matt Coss's job, as he will tell us, on Scribble. When you look at all those scores that show up in the newspaper, you have to wonder, how did they do this? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Which they, the the reporters, the the people out on the field or at the game, or it's a, it's a huge undertaking, it seems. Yeah,
0: everybody's playing, particularly in football season, as basketball is going to rev up and baseball is dying. How do you cover it, Matt?
2: Yeah, it's difficult, uh, especially now. It seems like the seasons overlap more than ever yeah. before now. You know, you go from fall into winter and then you know a lot of times we still have football teams uh playing while you got basketball and wrestling season starting up so yeah there's a lot of things to juggle uh with it but uh
0: that's what makes it fun it keeps you on your toes and yet uh you're not loaded with uh sports reporters
2: no uh we've got uh five full-time uh guys on our staff right now and then we've got uh three part-time individuals who help us uh, out in the field covering games uh, and then two or three people in the office who just kind of take phone calls or emails uh, from some of the results uh, locally that happen that are called in. So uh, there's about ten of ten or eleven of us total uh, that do the job on a daily basis, and uh, yeah, it's fun but busy.
0: Well, you know, when you get down to the weekend when you have all those high school games on Friday night, mm-hmm. and uh, then Saturday is a busy day, and so is Sunday. So uh, you can't have eyes on all those games, can you?
2: No, you know, and uh, we cover about 40 to 45 high schools between the two states,
0: <laughs> oh, man. Uh,
2: between Iowa and Illinois. So uh, we put a priority on the metro area. So there's 10 metro schools on the Iowa side, five on the Illinois side. So those 15 schools are our top priority. But then we try to sprinkle in some area coverage when we can. And high schools are kind of the bread and butter, but we also do... Quite a bit with our small colleges as well, with Augustana and Saint Ambrose, so yeah. and Blackhawk, so, and then the universities with Iowa and <laughs> Illinois. So
1: see, it builds and yeah, builds it just builds and don't.
0: builds. Uh, but uh, I'm I'm concerned about how you have uh, somebody there. Do you have someone at the school, or uh, you don't have enough? individuals to cover all those games
2: no so we rely a lot on the coaches to help us out uh, whether it be a stat keeper or the coach somebody after the game to uh, contact us with uh, the results on on the games that we can't be to uh, usually on a friday night we'll get to eight or nine football games with our actual reporters Mm -hmm. and then uh, a lot of it anymore just with how big social media has become we get some of our information from there from uh, other reporters at other uh, outlets, uh, then coaches. So there's a lot of different people we rely on on a Friday night to help us uh, get everything together, just in terms of scores and uh, results and recaps.
0: Well, you mentioned internet. Uh, you have to supply that not only on paper, but via the internet. Uh, that complicates the job, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, digital's really become a big part of the the position anymore. To be honest with you, are. Our print numbers have really kind of gone down. We found a lot of people are kind of uh, going more toward the online, and a lot of people, the first thing they do in the morning is check their phones, and uh, whether it be our e-edition, which is a a replica of the newspaper itself online, or just uh, going to an individual story online, Uh, a lot of people are more uh, getting their news digitally. Uh, The good thing is I think there's always going to be a way for – People, people are going to want to be informed somehow. The medium in terms of how we do it has just changed a little bit more from the print to the digital side of things.
1: Yeah, and yet you're doing both. So yep. it doesn't ease up on you really. No, it's...
2: the nice thing is though, a lot of our content that's for print is also for online, but there are some things we'll provide online now that we just don't have the space for print-wise. So yeah. um, But it's not a whole lot different. It's just... Uh, now it's more like, hey, how soon can you get things out there? Um, you know, with the digital, it's a twenty-four-seven yeah. type thing. As we're with the print, you're, you know, just one day a week, and you're, t- or one day at- once a day, and you're trying to meet a certain deadline. But digital, the the clock really never stops. Right,
1: exactly. And so, your actual task is to do what if you're not at all the events are you gathering all that information and writing it up
2: yeah so i'm the the sports editor so i kind of oversee uh the department and we'll have guys and gals out in the field covering stuff and then uh i'm usually a lot of times i get out to some games but then i'm also in the office kind of compiling all the information myself and a couple others will edit the copy that comes in uh, and then put it up uh online or get it ready for the next day's newspaper. So, uh, it usually just takes two or three people in the office to kind of get everything compiled. Mm-hmm. Just with everybody out in the field, just to uh, make sure everything's uh, correct with grammar, you know, spelling, all that type of things with the editing side of things. So,
1: so weekends are crazier for you than during the week, or is it?
2: Yeah, of- Tuesday nights are really busy. That's not uh, obviously a football night, but we've got a lot of volleyball. Uh, swimming, cross country. Uh, When we get into basketball season, there's a lot of that, wrestling that goes on on Tuesday nights. Uh, And then obviously right now Fridays with football are busy, Mm -hmm. Saturdays as well. So I would say Tuesday, Friday, and Saturdays are the three worst nights right now. (laughs) Uh, You kind of enjoy when you get to a Sunday or a Monday (laughs) because those are a little bit of lighter nights. But uh, no, it's fun. It's one of those things that you just kind of uh, you kind of get an adrenaline rush every Tuesday, yeah. Friday, and Saturday just to kind of get you through those, but uh, it's yeah. fun. I love
0: to get to Thursdays. That's when my work week pretty <laughs> Is that much, when yours is done? All I have to worry about is Saturday and occasionally a Sunday recording session. But uh, the hours must be atrocious.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I'm married. We don't have any kids, but uh, yeah, it's... Uh, uh my wife uh she's <laughs> as good as it gets in terms of just being you know uh a lot of sacrifices have to be made because it's a lot of nights it's a lot of weekends uh mm-hmm. so you kind of really enjoy uh the sunday afternoons and sunday evenings because usually there's not a whole lot going on then so that's when i try to find this kind of my downtime and kind of get away from it yeah uh, and a little bit of family time but yeah it's uh it's busy and chaotic but uh you know, it's, you kind of knew that when you signed up for it. So,
1: How long have you been doing this?
2: I've been in uh, print journalism now for 23 years. Oh, my. Um, I've been at the Quad City Times Dispatch Argus now for the last 11. So, um, so yeah, it's kind of been uh, more than half my life now at this point. So.
1: Yeah. Well,
2: how did you get into this? Actually, uh, I went to the University of Northern Iowa, and I was – Uh, My major was kind of more toward radio and TV was kind of where I wanted to go initially. And then I got involved at the the time with the school paper at UNI and uh, really just kind of come to love it, just kind of that daily storytelling and Mm -hmm. being out in the field. And um, so that's how I kind of got into newspapers. And um, at that time, newspapers were still uh, doing quite well and uh, (laughs) kind of got my foot in the door and just kind of one thing led to another and I... I'm still here 23 years later, but yeah, the, the profession has definitely changed a lot over the last couple of decades just with uh, how important, as we've talked with, uh, the online aspect of things are. But uh, mm-hmm. the encouraging thing is there's always going to be, people are always going to want to find a way to get the, the news, so.
0: Yeah. Um, what is it about sports? I mean, it dominates the paper. <laughs> the sports section is the largest single section yeah. in the paper. uh,
1: Has that always
0: been true? I don't know if that's always been true or not. No. No, not. And uh, because I've been reading papers for Mm -hmm. for 80, close to 90 years, (laughs) and it has changed. Uh, Right now, the coverage of sports is intense, and other things uh, are kind of struggling.
2: Yeah. I I think just kind of the entertainment value, I think you see with things, and Uh, High school sports has always been big, but the college sports, professional sports, there's just so many different avenues with it. And then you get into other things that maybe aren't your mainstream sports that people are into as well. You know, you get running and Hmm. uh, outdoors has become a big thing. Auto racing, you know, you get a lot of different sports sports people are interested in that, you know, it's more than just, you know, sports that have balls in them anymore. Uh, so uh, just a lot of different avenues that uh, that kind of go with that. So, And I think the other thing, too, gambling's really become uh, a big thing when it comes to sports, and I think that's probably brought more eyeballs oh. into it as well. Uh, you know, you're seeing a lot of people wager when it comes to college and professional sports now maybe more than you did you know, 20, 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, I think's brought more eyeballs to, to sports oh, as well, oh, good or bad.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, mores, how times have changed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can remember, you know, the historical aspect. Go back to 1900, you could buy cocaine, opium, so on, a corner drugstore. Mm-hmm. And uh, But alcohol was bad. Yeah. And we went through prohibition, and then we got over that. Now we've gotten to the point where, well, marijuana's okay, and we're loosening the ties on that. Uh, the uh, people read, read co- consciously and constantly. Uh, there were newsboys hawking newspapers yeah. downtown. They could make a—my father made a living at the age of 12. Doing that. Selling newspapers. <laughs> But now it has changed so radically. In comes radio, television, the internet, social media. People mm. want to know, but now how can you trust what you read? Yeah,
2: that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because there's a lot of different things out there, and there's uh, yeah. things that, uh, <laughs> you know, aren't true. And then obviously what is true. But uh, yeah, it's mm-hmm. tough to decipher what is and what isn't anymore because there are so many different areas where, you know, mediums where you can get information. And a lot of people right now, unfortunately, rely on what they see on Facebook or Twitter or whatever yeah. and take it at face value. And, you know, and that's not always not always true. So that's why I think it's important to continue to have radio, to have newspapers, because, uh, you know, we're the ones trying to hold whether it be our leaders, uh, whether it's sports, news, whatever it may be, politicians, uh, hold them accountable. So um, that's why I think it's important to still have those mediums.
0: Yeah, it's interesting when the real news becomes the fake news. <laughs> uh, I'm waiting for alternate sports scores. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Well, that's what I was just thinking as you were talking. I thought maybe one of the appeals with sports is that there's a score, You know, whether you agree with it or not, that there's right. something – Concrete somehow <laughs> that if you've been watching the game or you've been wa- you know you've you've yeah. seen it with your own eyes somehow or if you haven't then somebody else has and they're reporting on it but I have no idea I'm not a I'm not I grew up in a house of people well my dad mostly and my younger sister who were sports hounds but I I never was the sports section of the paper was always <laughs> discarded when I was when I was reading but um,
0: did, did you play any sports
2: yeah I did I I was uh baseball tennis and basketball were the three main sports that I did uh, kind of growing up um, I went to Muscatine high school so about 40 minutes from here and uh, played basketball uh, for two or three years and then baseball I did that um, up until uh, high school and then I played tennis all four years in high school as well so um, yeah so but I've ever since I was... Five or six, I've pretty much been around sports. It's kind of uh, been a big part of uh, who I am and uh, and really enjoy all sports. I kind of go from season to season, and that's kind of yeah, how my job yeah. is now. So, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, if you have a chance to work at what you know and like, you're in good shape. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
2: So I always knew, you know, I didn't know what it would actually be, but I knew I wanted to have some type of career where sports was involved and. I've been lucky to do that.
0: So. Well, you know, back in the day, again, the old guys keep going back in the day. It was all boys. Uh, sports really was what uh, boys and men did. They played these games because men are competitive. They want to dominate. They they want to prove something. I don't know. It's it's a flaw. It's oh, well. a te- <laughs> testosterone flaw. But all of a sudden, after Title Nine,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we have. <clears throat> Almost an equal volume of women's sports.
2: Yeah, girls' sports, women's sports have really taken off in the last uh, 30 years. But I yeah. would say even in the last 10 to 12, we've really seen an uptick. Yep. Uh, and, you know, we're, and it's just not one of those things about participation with girls' sports. These girls are successful. There's great stories there. Yep, they're uh, driven the same. I mean, they're they've, dr- yes,
1: th- they're driven to... To win in the way you're just talking about have men having done forever and ever.
2: And you look at some of the participation numbers, even at the high school level now, our highest are in a lot of female sports, yeah. whether it be volleyball, uh, track and field, soccer, those sports, uh, uh, girls wrestling's really coming on now in the last couple of years. And I think we'll even see more of that as we move forward. Uh, so yeah, it's... Uh, they're on par, no doubt, with uh, boys right now. And you couldn't say that, you know, 30, 35 years ago.
0: I don't know that you'll ever be able to say that really about football. No. No, football. Uh,
2: You know, I know there's some women's football, but obviously uh, men's football will uh, kind of always uh, take the cake there. But, you know, there's a lot of other areas where you're seeing girls kind of get their foot in the door and uh, they're excelling and
1: thriving. Yeah. It's really exciting because I, I even remember in high, when I was in high school, there wasn't a lot, you know, and very few in the group would, would take it on. But, you know, now I'm watching my daughter and her friends.
0: Yeah, and, you know, look at the varying ascendancy of sports. It, it was baseball. That was the national game. Mm-hmm. I think you have to concede now it's football. I would agree, Mm -hmm. yep. And uh, the world looks at us and thinks, you're crazy, it's soccer. They Uh call that football. (laughs) And uh, soccer has never made much of an impact in this country, although it does now. And uh, I think the reason is it's hard to shoehorn all those commercials into a soccer match.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's an interesting (laughs) Yeah, I never thought of it that way,
0: but... (laughs) Uh Well, yeah, I would... Nowadays, when you get to the two-minute break, it means it's a three-minute commercial break. And if a change, you know, one team finishes, the other team takes over a break for two minutes. And and football has obliged, has obliged of telecasters and broadcasters. They have accommodated this because the money is huge. And money is driving professional sports. And... uh, I think so many kids think that that's what they want to do. <clears throat> but the number who make it to that level, where you can make a lot of money and break a lot of bones, uh, the money is very attractive.
2: Yep. And it's even becoming more so at the college level now. You look yeah. at uh, just, uh, we got uh, NIL here with name, image, and likeness, and these uh, college athletes that are making money off their name. Mm-hmm. Um you know, So we have college athletes that not only are they getting an education, but now they're profiting off of uh, their name, image, and likeness. So uh, it's really changed, not just at the professional level, but the college level. It's a billion-dollar industry when you look at television and everything yeah. else with it. So uh, I'm not sure that's for the good, but that's the road we're, we're headed down.
0: Well, you know, <clears throat> I will concede they get a diploma, but I'm not sure that they always get an education because in many great universities, there's a way to boost athletes through so they can meet the minimum requirements on education, Mm. but they are minimal, and it's amazing to find, uh, it used to be amazing to find uh, any athlete who wasn't forced to be a scholar, but now that's news. I remember Mm -hmm. there was an offensive lineman for, I think, the Browns who was a soloist in a piano concerto, Mm -hmm. an unusual man. And if you find an athlete that shows some ability that's more than merely physical, that's real news. Mm -hmm. Do you write feature stories?
2: Yeah. We're always looking for kind of the human interest Uh, side of things. Uh, I think, to be honest with you, with this day and age where people can get scores anywhere on the internet, especially even with high school stuff anymore, with social media, I think it's our job to go beyond just who won the game and why. It's kind of more to tell the stories of these individuals and how they got to where they're at and uh, what kind of makes them tick.
0: You know, one of the, who was it, Red Smith, there were there are a number of people who have achieved fame as great writers writing about sports. And I uh, asked somebody about that, says, you know, how does that happen? He says, well, if you just report numbers, it isn't very interesting. Mm-hmm. So you have to create stories. I said, do you mean do you make it up? He says, not <laughs> no. exactly, but we do romanticize. <laughs>
2: That's a good way to put it. Uh, Yeah, you know, I think there's an art to storytelling and kind of finding out, you know, who these people are, uh, why they got into what they do, uh, their competitive desire, um, you know, what makes them succeed. Uh, You know, it's a labor of love to get to the highest level. And even just, you know, college athletes, professional athletes, whatever it may be. Uh, and I don't think a lot of people on the outside kind of know what these individuals have to go through. And there's been so much talk about mental health and yeah. uh, things about uh, like that, but uh, yeah, it's uh, so it's our job, I think, as reporters. Uh, when we tell the stories of these individuals, we dig a little bit deeper and just uh, not look at the surface and say, Well, he threw three touchdown passes and 300 yards. But how did we get to that point with these individuals?
1: Do you have um, a couple of people or stories that you've worked on that stay with you because you were impressed in particular ways?
2: Uh, yeah, there's always story. You know, kind of when I look back just even recently within the last three or four years, there was a kid from uh, Central DeWitt High School here up the road who had open heart surgery mm. as a freshman in high school and basically they told him uh there's probably very little chance that you're ever going to return Please. to athletic competition again and just kind of through perseverance um hard work and you know whatever it may be within two years he was back on the football field back on the wrestling mat so wow. that was a really fun story to tell just kind of his journey and everything that he had to kind of go through uh to get back to uh playing and doing what he loves so uh, yeah. yeah, those are the type of stories you really enjoy telling. You know, you, you go to games and uh, you know they're fun. But at the same point, when you get to really know the individual and kind of find out what uh, really makes it work for them, those are the stories we really kind of enjoy telling. Whether they have to go through adversity, hardships, obstacles, whatever they had to do to get to where they're at, those are the those are the fun ones to That's tell. That's
1: part of why people get so into the Olympics, isn't it? It's, yeah, especially now, it's not just what they're excelling at as athletes but we get an awful lot about their life story and how they got to the place they they land
0: yep and yet in the in the totality of life it isn't that important it is just a game and it isn't uh, it's true some people can make their make their fortune at it and if they survive you know without too many concussions and other I've often said watching dick dick bitka try to get out of a dick bitka get out of a chair you think you've paid more a uh, heavier price than i would mhm yeah mm-hmm. and uh, the the other accomplishments that people come up with in science in literature and so on don't receive the same intense focus that we place on athletics. Do you think we have that skewed or what?
2: <laughs> uh, you, you're probably right. Uh, and I think it kind of comes back to just the entertainment value of things. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, hurts definitely... Individuals that are doing a lot more to impact uh, the, the world, world that are not in you know sports and entertain, but it comes back to the entertainment yeah. piece of things and what uh, you know, well,
1: yeah, that the crowd can gather. I remember yeah. when the the um, twins, I grew up in Minnesota, okay, got to the World Series and the and then won, and the whole city erupted. I was living in Minneapolis, and I could hear it for miles. And I remember even then thinking, there's no teacher in the world that a whole city would erupt for something that they did. It was fascinating to me to just think.
0: But you know, it's uh, fundamental when you look at life, which is hard to explain because, you know, we stay alive by killing and eating other living things. Let's start with that, and that's rough. (laughs) But when you look at animals growing up, their lives are devoted to three things, reproducing, eating, and playing. Hmm. They spend a lot of time playing. And apparently, it's essential even to non beings just sure. to play. Yeah. And maybe it's that sense of play which defines us almost more than anything else. Yeah, that's...
1: That's a very interesting yeah. way to look at it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, well... <laughs> you try to explain life and you run into so many blank walls or so many puzzles, but, uh, you've been at this quite a while. Uh, do you think you'll finish your life doing this? What if newspapers finally collapse? And I think
2: we're headed down a road within the next five to 10 years where I would be, I wouldn't be surprised if there is no longer a print product.
0: Um,
2: I just think with the the nature of the beast and how things are going. But I'll go back to what I said all along. There's going to be, people are still going to want to find a way to get their news. And it's going to probably just be through your phone. um, Or there may be some new technology that comes along Mm. in the next five or 10 years. But I think there's always, people are always going to want to find a way to know what's happening in their community, state, region, whatever it may be. So, um, but do I see myself doing this? 15, 20 years down the road, probably, Mm. Uh, because that's just kind of, it's become a real big part of who I am, and it's something I enjoy, and I've been doing it for 23 years, so uh, don't see myself stopping anytime soon.
0: But the great value in newspapers is the editor. The editor is the key, because the editor is the one who always asks, are you sure this is right? Did you get this right? go
1: look it up. Mm -hmm. Have
0: you checked your sources? You don't have to do that to get on the Internet. Whatever pops in your head, bingo, there it is. Yeah. And so uh, if we lose newspapers, we lose that careful, sane monitoring. Now, of course, when the pressure is on newspapers to the point where typos show up, even in headlines, you figure, well, that's because not because they intend to make mistakes, but because we don't have quite enough eyes on this, right? Editors are what we need, and uh, that's what you are. If something goes wrong, you get the blame, don't you? I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've got a
2: full list of emails and phone calls I can refer you to there. But yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but you know that that just comes with it. Uh, but uh, as you mentioned, it it is an issue. You know, we don't have the number of editors. Uh, that we used to. I even mm-hmm. look in our own newsroom. Uh, five years ago, we probably had anywhere from 10 to 12 editors, and now we're down to about four. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when you cut that in half or even more than half, uh, it's going to be difficult. And you're right, we never try to make mistakes or uh, have typos, but those type of things do happen. And uh, you just got to be as diligent as you can and make sure those things don't happen. But
0: Well, Matt, I admire the work you do. And uh, I know it, it is entertaining, but hard work can be entertaining if you love what you do. Mm-hmm. Thanks a lot for spending time with us today. We do appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Our It's our pleasure. and It's our pleasure to introduce the theme and remind you that, Rebecca, we and I will be back again next week, as we hope you will, too, for the next edition of Scribble.